In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. It's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to this day. In Kentucky, like many states throughout the South, lynching was a tool of terror. It was used to kill hopes for freedom. It was used to kill my ancestors. Now, in a historic victory for our Commonwealth, I have become the first black Kentuckian to receive the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. My opponent, the very person who compared expanded health care to slavery the person who said he would have opposed the Civil Rights Act, the person who single-handedly blocked an anti-lynching act from being federal law. The choice couldn't be clearer. Do we move forward together, or do we let politicians like Rand Paul forever hold us back and drive us apart? In November, we will choose healing. We will choose Kentucky. And there they go again, everybody. The crazy communist Marxist Democrat left. Always, always, everything is about race, color, color, and race, color of skin, race, race, race. It's sunny out today. That's racist. The clouds are out today. That's racist. I'm running for office. That's racist. He's running against me for office. That's racist. Oh, this hamburger's good. That's racist. All oh, these fries are good. That's racist. By the way, you're eating hamburgers and fries. 
so you can get a COVID vaccine. <laughs> anyway, everything is about race, 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 race. And you want to know what's funny about that ridiculously stupid and inappropriate ad that will not get this guy anywhere in life, by the way. It will not get him to beat Rand Paul. Rand Paul's probably one of the only Republicans that's been doing a decent job in the last few years. It's only making him, not only does it show his, how racist he is, c- completely racist video. Poor me, poor me, poor me. It actually shows you how racist you are. But it also segregates himself further away from what the majority of people feel, act, and think. He's literally segregating himself and crying, poor me, poor me, poor me. The entire idea behind that video, that campaign propaganda video, was to basically show you how racist the Democrats really are. You will never see, you will never see a racist Republican video. You will always see racist communist Democrat United States left-wing party propaganda videos. Always. What a stupid video that was, and what a dummy for putting it out there. Folks, you're locked and loaded right here live from America. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, and as always, coming to you from the granite, live-free-or-die state of New Hampshire, thank you for allowing me to do this job every single day, five days a week, from the backyard to one studio to a home studio, from the home studio to another studio, from that studio to this studio, from this studio to an actual news network. I want to remind you guys what our plans are here for the very near future, and that is, and it's going to take a lot, it's going to take a lot of teamwork, but there's a lot of people involved, some people you know, some people you might have watched on TV before, Um, not in news, Uh, we're putting together a very unique LFA TV experience that will probably open up with about eight hours of broadcasting every day. We'll then move up to 10 hours. We'll then move up to 12 hours. And I have to say thank you to all the people involved because the people that I've been talking to behind the scenes that would be the host of these shows on this LFA network, they're all in it for the right reasons, folks. And that is to save America and to preserve our traditions and to preserve our founding fathers' um, desire for what this country should have been. Basically, our republic. Will Kirk Cameron be on? Well, it's funny you say that and ask that because <clears throat> we are actually uh, working on getting Kirk to come on the show for an interview. Now, whether they bring their Living Waters podcast to the network or not, that's another story. But yes, we are working on it. And I want to let you know, it will be a lot like Rise TV that I've been promoting. It'll be faith-based, conservative, Christian values, uh, family values. And and we will have some people that aren't so far right. We'll have some people that are more center right so that we can get a diverse amount of amount of opinions and, 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 and discussions going on, but we will never have anybody who's left wing. I just won't. I just won't. Because, folks, it isn't about bipartisanship anymore. These people are un... They can't even be ha- have a conversation with them anymore because they're just so far gone. So I just want to let you know LFA TV will consist of that stuff. Will it cost Jeremy? No, my whole goal in doing this is to make sure that we get enough sponsorship to do this so that we do reads, you know, like I'm doing the, the Rise TV read or the Anthem read. My hope and goal 
is that outside of what you guys are already helping with and already donating to the to the to, to my show, my hope is that so many of these people will come in and we'll be able to get some sponsorship of some real good conservative companies and we can again all boats rise. That's the whole goal to give it to you guys for free, okay? That's the goal. Now there will be documentaries and and short movies that we work on uh, all together that we probably will charge for. But as far as the news itself, it's free, folks. I mean, as far unless you want to help donate, that's that's my goal. That's always been my goal. So long story short, that's where we are. I do want to let you guys know something else too. Today, starting today, actually, it started last night, but starting last night, we now have twenty percent off. 20% off literally everything on JeremyHarrell.com for Father's Day. So if you go to JeremyHarrell.com, not only do the deals still exist, but you don't have to put any promo code. Everybody gets 20% off from now through Father's Day. So there's a bunch of stuff on there for your dads. Make sure you guys uh, check it out. And uh, if, you've, if you've got a, a father still alive, uh, then definitely check out what's on there. And um, if you are a kid and you want something for your father, then make sure you get your mother to go on there so it can be a surprise for your dad, okay? Um, <clears throat> we're going to go right to the verse of the day today, folks. Um, and this morning when I was spending time with the Lord, I thought about how people perceive things. The perception is reality um, mindset that people have in this country and in this world. And I was thinking about how people look at their everyday life and everyday decisions that they make. And I got to say, most people, just by listening to people talk in the grocery store, you can hear most people have a negative way of thinking. Most people think in a very pessimistic way instead of an optimistic way, like we do. As Christians, we look for joy and we look to bring joy to others. So my morning, um, <clears throat> morning newsletter was titled, Where Do You Focus Your Thoughts? Where do you focus your thoughts? And we're going all the way back to the beginning, folks. Genesis 22, 5. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told his servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there. And then we will come right back. Genesis 22, 5. <clears throat> what do you think was going on in Abraham's head at this moment? What would you be thinking about if you were on your way to sacrifice your child? Where do you think you would focus your thoughts? Abraham was about ready to sacrifice and kill his own son for God. Now, most of you that are watching this show are parents, whether your children are growing up, grown up already, or whether they're still children. Can you even for one second imagine being put in this position like Abraham was. Now, some movies and some depictions of this moment in biblical history show Abraham very angry, sad, confused, and or upset about having to do this. One movie actually shows Abraham pounding his fist against a rock, asking God, why must he do this? However, the Bible states something very different, and that's where we go for our facts. There was actually no hint of any kind in the Bible, of any resistance whatsoever on Abraham's part. As a matter of fact, if you go <clears throat> back to verse 3, you will read that he actually got up really early in the morning and went to the sacrificial spot 
to prepare it properly. If you move forward in the Bible to the book of Hebrews, specifically Hebrews eleven nineteen, the word of God reveals Abraham believed God would raise Isaac from the dead. God promised Abraham a multitude of children through Isaac. So there was no way that God would have taken his son from him for good. Abraham was not focused on the death of his son, but on the resurrection of his heir. Now that begs the question, where do you focus your thoughts and your trust every day? Do you focus them on the sacrifices that you must make every day? Or do you focus them on the resurrection like Abraham did? If you are always focused on the sacrifice or what you must endure and go through every day, then your faith in God will fade. However, if you are focused on the promises of God, then you will have the faith to sacrifice anything because of your focus and having it being not on the loss that you're going to experience that day, but on the gains that you're going to experience that day. So keep that in mind throughout your day and watch your life change almost immediately. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What a powerful verse this morning. What a powerful uh, devotional and, and, and time with God to be able to bring that message to us. It's such a great message. It's really a lot of messages wrapped up into one. See the glass half full. See, see the forest for the trees. Find the, good, the, the silver lining and everything. But really, it also it lets us focus on we need to just trust God. Just trust in him that he's got a purpose and a plan for you. And every day you're going to go through de- that day, hour by hour, minute by minute. And whatever happens, happens. Yes, have a plan. But don't rely on yourself to accomplish that plan. Rely on God and everything will be all right. Folks, let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Maybe you have an LFA hat. Maybe you have an Armor of God hat. If you don't, you better order one today. You better order one today because the Armor of God video and song comes out tomorrow. So here we go. From your lips to his ears. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Armor of God, folks. And you know, yesterday when I did the, uh, when I did the speech at the uh, Christian school for the children, uh, I ended with actually showing them. They actually got to see the video Armor of God before even you guys. Now, I know you're my LFA family, but I needed to inspire a bunch of young minds. And I was talking about, I ended talking about the complete armor of God, the verses in Ephesians from 10 to 18. And then we finished showing the video and the kids really appreciated that. So it was quite something. Folks, it is time to rumble. Are you ready? Have you shared the video? Have you rumbled the video? We have 11,000 more rumbles that we need to go in, in order to get to three quarters of a million rumbles. And not only that, you rumbling the videos, folks, there's a leaderboard on rumble. This is what I love about this platform. There's a leaderboard on rumble. And we are, last night we were on number 
I think number 10 and number 21 or 11 and 21 on that leaderboard. And it all goes by rumbles. Rumbles, rumbles, rumbles. So that's what we need. You guys need to sign into Rumble. If you don't have a Rumble um, uh, profile, please build one so you can Rumble. And let's get those Rumbles and those views up because Rumble gave us a home when we didn't have any, and Rumble is where we're going to stay. Everybody on Getter and Facebook, God bless you, and thank you for sharing. Let's get right into it. Put your cups up. Let's have our first slurp of the day. And let's get into it. From the crazy, racist that we showed in the cold open running against Rand Paul in Kentucky to the crazy people who were either ready for this, hired by, or inspired by the gun-grabbing communist left-wing party in this country. Remember I said that. Hired by or inspired by, we had yet another shooting yesterday. Boy, are they going hard on this. I mean, we just talked about this yesterday. We said, how many shootings have there been in the last 30 days? Under the Democrats' rule, this is a trend always because it goes hand in hand with their gun-grabbing agenda. And like Bannon says, there are no coincidences. This is not a coincidence. This is either irony or this is exactly what it looks like. And that is hired by or inspired by the left wing. And if it's inspired by, that means that these people, these crazy people know that there is nothing that's going to happen to them under Democrat rule, and they go out and they get, uh, they feel froggy, so they leap. But let's break into this heart-breaking story from Tulsa. Four people killed in a shooting inside a Tulsa hospital, and the gunman also dead. Tulsa, Oklahoma, four people were killed in a shooting inside of St. Francis Hospital last night. The gunman is also reported dead. According to reports, the gunman armed with a rifle and a handgun. Well, look at that, Joe. What are we going to do about those handguns? Trying to go the same way as Justin Trudeau. Opened fire on the second floor of the hospital at around 5 p.m. local time. The gunman has not yet been identified. Yeah, right. But was described as a black male between 35 and 40 years of age. Now, funny, folks. You're not seeing the left absolutely pounce on this story because the guy is not white. It is unclear how the gunman died, NBC reported. Three people were killed after a gunman opened fire, opened fire, excuse me, in the Oklahoma hospital Wednesday. The gunman described as the only, uh, only as a man with, an, uh, with a rifle and handgun was also killed, Tulsa police said in a statement. Multiple people were injured in the gunfire that erupted about 5 p.m. at St. Francis Hospital. uh, Tulsa Police Captain Richard Muhlenberg said in a statement, the police department said the man entered the building on the hospital's campus on Wednesday afternoon. This turned into an active shooter situation, the department said, and it was unclear how the gunman died and a motive has not been identified yet. I doubt that. Authorities said he went into the building's second floor and opened fire. Police were carrying out room-by-room search-to-search for other threats. Representatives for the FBI and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives have also responded to the scene, um, and officials gave an update on the deadly shooting. Um, Let's go ahead and run that video of uh, of the officer... They gave the uh, 
that gave the press conference. Here we go. Check this out, folks. On the identity of, of uh, the suspect, uh, he is a black male, uh, estimated to be 35 uh, to 40 years old, uh, and we have confirmed he had one long gun, a rifle, and one handgun uh, on the scene at the time. That's what I have, and I will turn it over to. Can you confirm? Can we get confirm I'll you come said, back for those questions. Okay, thank you. What was yours? Well, you said five people total dead. Yes, four innocents, one shooter. Thank you. Yes. This guy Dr. looks like Cliff Brian Robinson, Kemp. the CEO of the uh, St. Francis Health System. And as you can imagine, um, we ask, we're an organization that believes in the power of prayer, and there is nothing Amen. more this community could do for us than to pray for the families and the loved ones and the victims of this senseless act. I can't stand here and not thank the first responders in this city. I mean, look around us. The, the response has been incredible, and the, I don't know that I, I've truly understood just how important our first responders can be and are every day. Now, folks, in these situations, the left is angry at the guns and the right. The right is angry at the left and their desire to want to take guns because, you know, criminals will obey those laws. But this poor guy who looks like the wish version of Brian Kemp, I don't mean to make a joke there, but he looks like if you ordered Brian Kemp and you got it off wish, that's him. Uh, I feel bad. I really do. I feel bad listening to this guy, you know, choke up and talk about his his his. his the people that are employed there, the people, uh, the, uh, the first responders, everybody, it, it, it sucks. It's bad. But again, folks, as we pray, and we all do, because the power of prayer is real, as we pray every time this happens for the people that are involved, and as it hurts our hearts, it, it, it hurts the hearts of, uh, of Christians. I don't know about anybody else, but I know it hurts our hearts. seems a lot of people just fake it these days just so they can get a like or a view on Facebook. But, um... It really does stink. It stinks to high heaven, and I hate it. But, folks, there is a problem here. And the problem is, number one, we took God out of everything. Number two, parents do not parent children anymore. Number three, children are put on pharmaceuticals and medications at age five because the, uh, because the state says, oh, they have ADD. Here, quick, get them on this. And, folks, long story short, the Democrats never let a good tragedy go to waste. So either they're inspired by the Democrats to do this or they're hired by. There are no coincidences. It's just going to keep happening while Democrats are in power. It's just the way it is. And we can't put rhinos in power either. We got to put real, strong, conservative voices in power. Men and women, black and white and brown, all ages, does not matter. It's about the content of character, not the color of skin. Now we're going to move on from that story, and we're going to go to uh, the story about Facebook. So if you have Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it, you, if you're still on Facebook or Meta land, you're going to want to know about this, because this is big news. The COO, the Chief Operating Officer of Facebook, is now resigning from her position and stepping down. Sheryl Sandberg, the ice queen herself, 
the queen of censorship on Facebook or Meta, is stepping down as chief operating officer. Uh, Javier Olivion, who's just as bad, will take over as COO, COO in the fall. Sandberg will continue to serve on Facebook's board of directors, but she will no longer have any kind of authority in an operating uh, position. She will be stepping down um, as the company no, formerly known as Facebook. She joined Facebook in 2008 as the number two to Facebook CEO and co-founder Mark Zuckerberg and helped turn Facebook into an advertising juggernaut and one of the most powerful companies in the tech industry. Get this, with a market cap that topped $1 trillion at one point. $1 trillion of market they had. No longer, no longer, I'm going to read the rest of the story and then I'm going to get into where uh, Facebook is financially. Now, Javier Olivion, the, the company's chief growth officer, will take over as COO this fall. Sandberg, who informed Zuckerberg of, his, of her decision this past week, will continue to serve on the board of directors. Who cares? Nobody cares, except for the people that I guess are still on Facebook. Now, folks, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I just told you that at one point, Facebook's market cap was $1 trillion. $1 trillion. Sue Schaefer just said she got a $397 check from Facebook from a class action lawsuit in Illinois for illegally using her pictures. Good job on that one, Sue. Thank you for that. But here's the bad part about Facebook, and here is why I believe she is stepping down and they're making some major changes behind the scenes at Facebook. Number one, Twitter just got exposed by Elon Musk, and now Twitter's market, uh, the, their, their, their value of their stock is plummeting. Nobody cares about them. Nobody even wants to use them anymore. The Twitter killer, which is Getter, is going way through the roof. Rumble is way through the roof. All these other platforms, True Social, way through the roof. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, they're all losing massive value in their stock. Why? Because other platforms are taking part of the market share. But here's how bad it is for Facebook. Check this out, guys. Facebook lost a total since last August of a half a trillion dollars, almost $500 billion Facebook lost. Now, $240 billion, roughly $240 billion of that was because of how they run Facebook and how bad it was and how many people decided they were going to leave and bounce. So they said, we're out of here. We're not dealing with this anymore. We're gone. For uh, 200 and something billion dollars Zuckerberg lost when everybody found out about the Zuckerbox and everybody found out about how bad the censorship was over 200 billion dollars. And you want to know where the rest of it went? His little pet project of turning Facebook into meta. It cost him another 200 and something billion dollars. So he has burned through since August of 2021, almost 500 billion dollars of his wealth and Facebook's wealth completely gone. This is good news, folks. This means that other platforms are growing. We definitely did exactly what they told us. They, they said, if you don't like our platforms, go build your own. Guess what? We did it. They said, if you don't like our, our, our exchange systems, our money exchange systems, and our card processor systems like PayPal and, and GoFundMe, then go build your own. Guess what? We did it. They said, if you don't like our streaming services, if you don't like how we put out pornographic streaming shows like, like Cuties and all this, then go build your own um, uh streaming platforms. Guess what? We did it. You know what's next? Sports. Once we take over the sports world and we get rid of ESPN, then they will go down as well. 
We've also exposed all of the pedophiles and all of the uh, woke corporations and woke companies. Guess who else is losing? All of them. Folks, everything they told us to do, we said, okay, we're going to go do it. And we did it. And now they're losing billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And it's too late for them. State Farm, just because of the reporting we've done here on Life from America alone, has lost tens of millions of dollars. We are doing it. Nobody ever thought that it was going to take this, you know, that it was, that it was only going to be this long and we'd have this much of the market share. Nobody ever thought we could do it this quick. Some people think it's not quick enough, but the fact of the matter is we're doing it. We did it. We're doing it. Let's keep doing it. Great news of the Facebook COO stepping down and them losing almost a half a trillion dollars in the last, ooh, eight months, nine months, 10 months since last August anyway, almost a year. Where's the, uh, we got to play the famous sound bite. Here we go. Or we could play this one too. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone, and another one bites the dust. See you later, folks. You told us to do it, you dared us, and we did it. What are you going to do now? <laughs> oh, yeah, Viscap says, don't forget about the $500 million that he dumped into the Dropbox scandal. Yeah, that too. The guy's losing his butt over and over and over again, and I, for one, love every second of it. Now, we're going to switch gears here to some good news. Remember on Monday, when I reported about the Yuma County School Board member by the name of, hope I say her name right, Guillermina Fuentes. Well, she was indicted for ballot harvesting in the wake of the 2000 Mules documentary coming out. And she was planning on pleading guilty. Well, now, ladies and gentlemen, she has pled guilty. And not only has she pled guilty in this investigation because of the 2000 Mules documentary. This is why that, sh- that movie was so important. But not only has she been found guilty, but she's had a second accomplice through this investigation who's also been indicted and also pled guilty. And her name is Alma Yadira Juarez, a second accomplice. Alma Yadira Juarez also pled guilty for her role in the local ballot trafficking operation during the 2020 primary election. Local residents busted the Democrat operatives and exposed their ballot schemes. David Lara and Gary Schneider were featured in Dinesh D'Souza's documentary with True the Vote 2000 Mules, and recorded and photographed ballot traffickers stuffing ballot boxes on the day of August 4th, 2020 primary election. The evidence was presented to the attorney general, you know, Michelangelo, resulting in a guilty plea by Alma Yadira Juarez and Guillermina Fuentes, who serves on the San Luis School Board District. They both face four felony charges. Juarez admitted to prosecutors that Fuentes, 65 years old, um, gave her all the ballots. So she was the accomplice to Guillermina Fuentes' whole scheme that she was probably paid by the Democrat Party to do. Get the small fish, it'll lead to the bigger fish. According to records obtained by the AP, Guillermo Fuentes ran a very sophisticated ballot harvesting operation in the borders uh, city of San Luis. Um... Fuentes used her status as a well-known Democrat operative to convince voters to give their ballots 
uh, give her their ballots or let her fill out their ballots. Guillermo Fuentes, 66 years old, and a second woman who I just talked about were both indicted in December 2020 on, on counts of ballot abuse, a practice commonly known as ballot harvesting that was made illegal under the 2016 law. Additional charges of conspiracy forgery and additional ballot abuse charges were added in October. Investigator, and this, I'm just kind of bringing those, those up to speed who did not see the story on Monday. Investigators said it appears that she used her position as a powerful figure in the heavily Mexican-American community to get people to give her or others their ballot to return to the polls. Now, here's another thing, you guys. All of these illegal aliens that are coming through the border, by the way, I put out a post this morning, which I'll read right after this because I was really ticked off. But anyway, um, all of these people coming across the border, they're all going to vote illegally, every one of them. But here's the thing. They're They're only going to vote based on the directions that the Democrats are giving them. They don't know any better and they don't know otherwise. They also don't understand the power of the vote and they don't understand how precious those votes really are. And they don't understand the right to vote like we do. So to them, it's just like, yeah, I'll do this, whatever. You're going to give me money. You're going to give me an Obama phone. You're going to give me a home. You're going to give me a car. You're going to give me everything that Americans have. Yeah, I'll do it. They don't understand how precious and how important that is as a birthright here in America. So for them, it's nothing, and the Democrats know that. That is why they're flooding them into this country like you've never seen before. But I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go away from this for a minute, and I'm going to go and I'm going to read to you a post that I put out this morning because I was pretty ticked seeing all these millions of illegals come over, talking to Ben as much as I do, Ben Berkwam and everything that he's seeing and go- going through. Check this out. This is what I posted this morning. I said this southern border evasion invasion crap is about as out of control as the ridiculous stolen election itself. The difference is we are literally being invaded by millions of illegal aliens and not one, not one. This is the part that ticks me off, folks. Not one attorney's general in any state has charged Joe Biden or Kamala Harris with charges for this border invasion. It is their job to secure it. It is their job to close it. And not only are they not doing those things, they're actually facilitating the invasion. That's treason of the highest level. Why are these attorneys generals of the, uh, or these attorneys general in these states so afraid? Why are they such cowards? Because they have the power to do this. They have the power There can be an indictment coming down on a state level on a president and a vice president. It can happen. Why aren't they doing it? Where are they? All these attorneys general that we love so much, Ken Paxton, why? Where's the red tape? Why are these people not doing that? Are they afraid for their lives? Are they afraid to be Hillaryed? I don't know. Ken Paxton is a great attorneys general. Where's he? Where is he? Where's Michelangelo Brnovich? You don't need to be a border state in order to have an attorney's general bring charges up and indict a sitting illegal and illegitimate president, even if he was legitimate. You don't need to be a border state. Your state is already being overrun, even if you live in the middle of the country. If you live in the the corn-fed country of Iowa, you could still bring charges up on these guys because... They are literally sending them to every state in the country. I don't understand what's going on here. Because even though some of these people that we love so much, like Ken Paxton, 
Why, why don't they have the legal authority to do this? It's not like they don't. An indictment can be handed down on a president. It's not like it can't. If Congress isn't going to do something about it, then the attorneys general should. Anyway, I said millions of illegals and not one attorney general has charged Biden or Harris. Weak, spineless, losers everywhere. We are coming to fix it all. Gitmo. That's what I posted today. Because it is those millions and millions and millions of people coming across that border that are going to change the direction of this country for the rest of our lives and for the rest of our children's lives. They will never grow up in an America that we knew. So only uh, attorneys generals can hand down indictments? No, no. No, that's, that's not, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying attorneys general should be the ones that are investigating and, and bringing up charges on these people. I think, that's, I think that's what should happen. I think it should be their role as, long, as well as sheriffs. But no, you can, get, you can get American citizens to hand down an indictment, but can you get a court, can you get a sheriff, can you get people to actually take that indictment, turn it into a warrant, and say we have a warrant for the arrest of this person? It's gonna, it would take a massive cohesive effort, but it can happen. Meanwhile, you just got our senators and our congressmen and our local uh, state and, and, and uh, state senators and, and, and state representatives. Everybody's just going about their business like, oh, we're just, pro- we're just in this. It is what it is. This is our life. Instead of going, nope, stop the train, stop the bus right now. We're not moving another inch until this is addressed. And do you know the Republicans... In the Senate and in the House could do this. They could deny quorum. By law, there has to be quorum. There has to be a Republican form of government in order for government to operate. It's in the Constitution. They could deny quorum and they could stop everything right now and they don't. They'd rather continue to go on Fox News, go on Sean Hannity, go on Tucker, go on all these places and say, well, this is just an absolute tragedy. This is just an absolute tragedy, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand what the Democrats are doing. The Democrats are always wanting to do this. The Democrats this, the Democrats that, blah, 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 blah. Didn't you say that same thing yesterday in almost the same exact words on another station, moron? You think we're this stupid? You really think that the American people are this friggin' stupid? Well, this is obviously another gun grab by the Democrats. They don't understand the words thou shall not be or, or shall not be infringed. They don't understand. They, they, they keep thinking that guns are for hunting. Meanwhile, they're actually kicking your butt behind the scenes making you obey. Bend the knee to the Democrats. Why don't you some more Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCoward, and the rest of you morons? What is wrong with everybody? What is wrong with everybody? I just watch all of this every day, and I'm like, okay, okay. Can somebody do something about it? If we had real Republican leadership, let me tell you this. If we had people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, People like her. I'm not saying her. People like her. People like me. People like most of you. None of this would be allowed. I don't care who's in the White House. None of this would be allowed. We would deny quorum like crazy and nothing would move forward. Nothing. Shut down the government. Make sure nobody gets paid. No museums open. La, la, la. Your precious little America would come to a halt. 
And the people who really run the country, the billionaires, the trillionaires, all those folks, they wouldn't like that one bit. No, no, no. And then they would instruct their little communist Democrats to play ball. That's what would happen. Too bad we've got spineless, weak losers who represent us in every state. I don't care what, no, uh, what letter they have in front of their name. Sorry, I just had to rant there. I got a little mad. Now, since we're in Arizona, let's stay with Arizona. Because we knew about the ballot harvesting. We knew about the machines. We knew about the mail-in ballots because of COVID. We knew all that. We know that just based on that alone, President Trump won that state by a lot. What we didn't know is the breaking news that I'm about to tell you right now. Ready for this? We now know, as of today, that there are 19,000 ballots that were late and completely invalid that were counted in the Arizona 2020 election, and this was just reported. Now, 19,000 doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about the presidential election of 2020 in Arizona, 19,000 is plenty. Now, a lot of your guys are going to be like, so what? It's just more fraudulent ballots. No, but these ones right here, this is different, folks. This is different because these are blatantly and 1,000% illegal because of the state law and, when, and, and what time they were received. Let's talk about it. With the 2022 midterm elections just around the corner, scrutiny of the 2020 election continues to raise questions and tick a lot of people off about election integrity, including a new, a newly identified anomaly in where else Maricopa County, folks, Arizona law. This is why this is important. Arizona law requires that to be considered valid, any ballot, Ballots must be received by the county no later than 7 p.m. on election day, period. That is Arizona law. But newly uncovered records documenting the Maricopa County 2020 general election show that while more than 20,000 ballots were transported from the U.S. Postal Service after election day, Maricopa County only rejected 934 late ballots in its early voting rejections summary document. This means that more than 19,000 ballots were 100% late against the law and invalid. Invalid ballots should have been rejected immediately. That is significant because it is enough to potentially sway the results of the Arizona presidential election. Well, there we go. There's another one. Remember how I told you? There was no way they could have just cheated with the machines. There was no way they could have just cheated with the COVID ballots. There was no way they could have just uh, cheated with the, with the mules. They had to have done it all. They had to have relied on every little bit of their cheating in order to win. And we found every piece that they did. And now they're doing something different. They're sending Democrats out to take care of Trump-endorsed uh, uh, candidates so that we can only have uniparty rhinos in there. 19,000 invalid Ballots that definitely would have swayed the election, which rested with a final tally of Joe Biden actually not winning, but they say he did by only 10,450 votes. Well, there you go. Unfriggin' believable. It is impossible to know if the results would be different if the late ballots had not been counted in Maricopa County. The, or, you know what else? You know, here, if, if I tell the IRS, hey, I know, you guys are, um, I know you guys are doing an investigation on me, and I know you guys are, um, you know, 
wanting to dig into my records, but I'm here to tell you that I just, sorry, I threw them out, don't have them. What would the IRS do if the IRS decided to do an audit on me, like the audit we wanted to do on actual federal presidential election? And I told them, sorry, threw those out, don't know where they are. Mm, think the IRS would be like, well, okay. I get better luck next time, I guess, huh? We'll hope for that money next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, I'd be in jail fast, quick, and in a hurry. Fast, quick, and in a hurry. And that is why they're doing everything in their power to keep people like Trump and all of us out of office because they know this time we're not screwing around. It's no more chance of drain the swamp, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. It's actually people walking in, grabbing you by the hair, handcuffing you and dragging you out and throwing you into the police cruiser, taking you to jail, fingerprinting you, processing you and closing those jailed bars behind you. Boom. Have a nice life, loser. That's why they want us gone. That's why they don't want us to come back. No more chance of drain the swamp, drain the swamp. You're all going to the swamp, period. All right, I got to take, I need a call. Everybody take a drink. Let's calm down. All right. Everybody just calm down, will you? Stop getting so worked up. Look what you're doing to me. Now take a drink. (laughs) All right. For the 4,000 people watching on Rumble and the couple thousand people watching somewhere else, if you have not done it yet, please like Rumble and share the video as we get into this part. We're not going into any better news here, but I got to break it to you. Here it is. How bad is our economy? How bad do you feel our economy is right now? Let me give you an idea how bad our economy is. Are you ready for this? I don't know if you're going to be ready to wrap your ears around this or your understanding because it doesn't make any sense to me either, but it's absolutely true. And I'd like to thank our, our friend um, Steve Cortez for pointing this out. Do you know the top earners in this country make $250,000 or more? Do you guys know that? Thank you for the donation. I appreciate that very much. It really helps especially when we're talking about how bad this economy is right now. All right. The top earners in this country make $250,000 or more. That means that of those top earners, the percentage of people that are considered top earners in the United States make up only 5% of the United States. Only 5% are considered top earners in a country full of 350 million people. You with me so far? Now, of that 5%, of the country that makes $250,000 or more, a third of them, that means 33% of the top earners in the country are now living paycheck to paycheck. How does that make sense? Tell me how that makes sense. My wife was like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no, it doesn't make any sense to me either, but this is the world we're living in and this is why it's happening. Because those people, regardless of being top earners or not, they live within a lifestyle just like you and I live within a lifestyle. So for these rich people, they live within their lifestyle, spending probably as much as we live in our lifestyles, just on a very, very higher percentage. So that means when inflation came in and kicked the crap out of this country, thanks to the left, on purpose, by the way, to get rid of the oil and gas industry, to get rid of everything and change this country fundamentally. It's all done on purpose. That's why they can't reverse it. That's why they won't try. That's why they won't try to drill. That's why they won't try to drive the gas prices down. That's why they won't try to shut the southern border down. It's all for fundamental change, and it needs to happen within this four-year period. Okay? So when you talk about the top 5% making $250,000 or more, and 33% of them are living paycheck to paycheck, folks, it's bad. It's bad. 
bad. Used car prices up 40%. Rent, taxes, through the roof. Look at rent. Rent, I think, is up 20%, 15 to 20%, somewhere in those numbers. I'm not an economist, so I don't know the exact number. But everything is so high. In some places, a gallon of gas is more than the minimum wage of that state. Are you kidding me? So that means people are literally paying to go to work. Now, you know you've heard that saying before, but in a Joe Biden Democrat communist economy, you literally pay to go to work. Thank God my studio isn't very far from my home. I make 250000 or less. I'm poverty, said Shelly. Exactly. Anybody, any one of us who make less than that, we're in poverty. Why do you think I'm always trying to find somebody to fill in the gaps? Because there's, the donations are so low right now to Life from America. We got to find something. People go, I thought you weren't going to take sponsorships. And I said, I'd never take them from any large, woke corporations. I'd always do it with businesses that were all about America. So that's what I'm trying to do. I got to. Because look at all of us. We're all screwed in this country. So how bad is the economy? It's pretty bad. When you look at it like that, it's pretty bad. Homes that were 400000 are now 700000 Exactly. They are, they are full force destroying our food supply, said American Patriot. I agree a thousand percent. Why don't we go, I want to go to this video right now of uh, Peter Ducey talking to super ultra boring Kareen Jean Panin, whatever the heck her name is, the new press secretary. So boring, I'd rather have Jen Psaki back, I'm not going to lie. But listen to Peter Ducey drop the mic on her and what she said about inflation. Another big topic. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what, uh, what the Secretary was pointing out, uh, out uh, this is talking about yesterday when she was doing her, her hit uh, with uh, her TV hit with CNN, is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures, nice which read. couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago. Why including, not? In, well, let me, I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, uh, including Russia's decision to inc- invade Ukraine. Oh, there it is. Successive Putin. variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. As, as she also noted during that interview, there has been historic growth and record job creation. And our goal is now to transition to steady and stable growth as inflation is brought down, as uh, Brian D said yesterday to all of you when he was standing behind this podium. So the present economic plant as we see it is working just today we learned that the manufacturing was up in may building on the 545,000 manufacturing jobs have been created since he took office further proof that companies are investing in america we are on a path to stable growth and we are addressing supply chain problems our plan to tackle inflation lower costs reduces the deficit and respects the fda's independence it's the best way for us to achieve sustainable and durable economic growth so that's how we're, we're doing what well, the work that we're doing every day to make sure that we attack lower costs. super super boring kareen jean panini i can't even understand this woman she just reads she doesn't even know what she's talking about at least jen tried to know what she was talking about even though she stumbled and uh uh and, um um uh um um uh, 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 uh. this girl just sits down looks down and so this is what i'm told to say 
uh, by the sniffer and thief. Blah, 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 blah. True international depression. I got hairy legs and nobody cares. You guys don't even understand how to answer a question and even make it look like that you're, that you know what you're talking about. Can we circle back to Jen, please? (laughs) Can we please circle back to Jen? Jen was bad, but at least I'd rather have somebody who at least sounds like they pretend like they know what they're talking about. This girl's so boring and lame, but yet they're blaming, you know, the inflation on Putin. It's a Putin's fault. It's Putin's fault. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Everybody says, well, we understand why that, that America is in inflation, but why is the rest of the world also experiencing inflation? It's not just a problem here. It's a problem everywhere. Thanks to Putin. Let me ask you this question. See how smart you all are. Ready for this? Who do you think that the world economy relied on more to make things stable? The United States of America or Russia? I will wait for your answer while I thank Donnie C., who just donated $500 to Live from America to keep us going and said, it will get better, I promise. Thank you, Donnie. God bless you, sir. You are a wonderful, wonderful human being. Whether you put in money or not, I love you, sir. You've been a great, great um, family member here. Now, let me ask you, who do you think the world economy relied on more to stay stable, the United States of America or Russia? I'd like to see how many people say Russia. Because if you say Russia, you're about as dumb as the lady you just saw sitting in front of that press secretary podium. Because the, America, the United States of America is the world's currency reserve. If we go down, everybody goes down. If we experience inflation, everybody experiences inflation. If we're seeing hard times, everybody is seeing hard times. If Russia is seeing hard times, then I guess that's status quo and par for the course. They're always experiencing hard times. So don't give me this crap because you think that everybody's so dumb they don't understand literally anything or how just basic economics work. You can't sit here and tell me that Putin and Russia are the cause of inflation. The cause of inflation is massive overspending, printing of money, throwing money towards things that don't work, destroying the oil and gas uh, industry in our country, which makes us completely reliant on energy to everybody else, kind of like Europe is experiencing right now with Russia, and just throwing billions and billions and billions, hundreds of billions, if not trillions, down the toilet just to accomplish your Democrat, communist, Marxist agenda. And what happened is you destroyed the market. The bottom is falling out of the economy. Hence, the world's economy is falling. How stupid do you think we are? Oh, it's because of Russia. Really? Really? Because when I fart in America, the world feels it and smells it. When an atomic bomb blows up in Russia, nobody even hears anything or knows it happened. So don't give me that crap. We may be regular people, but that's why we're so great. You elitists are the worst people to ever grace this planet with your presence. I could tell you that. Anyway, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Kareen Jean, Mean Jean, <laughs> Mean Jean Kareen. That's her new name. Mean Jean Kareen, Miss Boring. I'm going to go ahead and give her the Dumb Dumb Award. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Let's. There it is. Dumb. 
Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to Mean Jean, Kareen, Pierre, and the rest of the dummies who think that we are so stupid that we believe that Putin caused all the inflation. Jeremy, you are talking Eric Fartwell's language. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So big shout out to Peter Ducey there for making her look exactly as dumb as she is and clueless, too. It isn't just about calling the names. They're just absolutely clueless people. Now, if you don't believe me about how bad the economy is, why don't you take it from J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon? Check this out what he said. It's a hurricane. It's right now. It's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, yeah, Sandy or, or uh, Andrew or something like that. And it's, you, you better brace yourself. You better brace yourself, says J.P. Morgan CEO. Now, he's fine. I'm sure he's got $12,000 of ice cream sitting there with two spoons eating him with Stretch Face Armstrong. He's fine. They're going to be fine, but you're not. I'm not. Will Live from America even survive? Who knows? Who knows? Because Live from America actually survives on the back of you, the people, who are all in poverty because of this illegitimate resident in the White House. Unbelievable. It's, I think that, that, whole, that whole statement, look at this. I don't give off and so I'll match Donnie. Cindy Pinnell just put in a match for Donnie. And just gave $500 more to Live from America. Guys, I, I wish I could sit here and say thank you all day and not do the news. But the reason why you're giving to the show is to do the news. So I'll just say thank you, Cindy. God bless you. I love you and thank you. But yeah, that blew my mind, folks. That the top earners of this country, a third of them are living paycheck to paycheck. That should tell you how bad things are. And if things are that bad here, I can imagine famine coming right around the corner in other countries. Not here yet but in other countries for sure. And that is why we need to rely more on ourselves and our local farmers and our local communities. If you have the ability or the money to get solar power, get it now. Do not rely on the electric uh, companies and the energy companies come you know, next year. Do not rely on the supermarkets to get meat, vegetables, and produce. Go to your local farms or order them right through um, patriotfoods.com or any of those sites, folks. Any of those sites. The more we rely on ourselves, the more we are independent, the better we will be. That was the Founding Fathers' vision for this country, and it remains valid, folks. It does. It does. Bless you, donors. Amen. All right, moving on. Yesterday, we talked about Biden's DOJ, Merrick Garden Gnome Garland, uh, requesting that a federal court of appeals actually reverses reverses the ruling of the Florida judge who said no more mask mandates on public transportation, which includes planes and trains. Well, the Biden administration didn't like that, and the DOJ, Merrick Garden, Om Garland, has requested that the federal appeals of court overturn that ruling, that lower court ruling. So I have to add oh, another $500. Wow, Jennifer Louise. You guys, I don't even know what to say. I don't know how you guys have that kind of money, but uh, hey, we will put it to great use here. I can promise you that. We always will. You can trust us. Um, but uh, yesterday we talked about that. And I said, look, there's no, there's no evidence whatsoever. There is no data. None. 
No new data, zero. Matter of fact, the data that is out supports that there that everything has gone down. That there's not a rise or a spike on anything. Not in not in uh, hospitalizations, not in positive cases, and not in symptomatic uh, people. There is zero evidence to ask. I said yesterday for this mandate to be put back in place so that you have to wear a mask on a plane. And then if you remember what I said right after that, I said the only reason they would do this is for power and control. Power and control, power and control. Some people actually said, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. I think you're still kind of wearing that tinfoil hat. I said, oh yeah? Oh yeah, you don't believe me? And then something amazing happened. Tony, the rat face gain-of-function Fauci, decided to go on fake Fox News... And say verbatim, word for word, what I said they were really doing it for. You don't believe me? Here we go. Oh, come on. ...of the outbreak is in your given area. So, doctor, at the same time the Justice Department is pushing an appeals court to uh, intervene on this ruling uh, that lifts mask mandates and public transportation, mass transit, that sort of thing... uh, what do you think of that? Well, are you asking me what I think about the Justice Department appealing uh, this uh, uh, court decision about pulling back? Exactly. Uh, you know, one of the yeah, one of the issues, Neil, that I have I have articulated in the past, and I will in the future, it's less about mandates on the plane than it is about who has the right and the authority and the capability of making public health decisions. There it is. And I believe that the Department of Justice is operating on the principle that decisions that are public health decisions belong with the public health agency, in this case, the CDC. So it's more of a matter of principle of where the authority lies than it is about whether or not there's going to be a mandate on a plane or not. But do you personally, Doc, I mean, when you travel and when you go around, do you prefer wearing a mask yourself? I know you've avoided public venues. Now you'll watch Cavuto and Fauci just laugh it off like Uh, it's a big joke. Do you still have those reservations, even now? Uh, You know, I do. I mean, the CDC continues to recommend that when people fly, that they wear masks. Now, the mandate has been pulled back on the decision. Yeah, yeah, I can't even listen to it. I was going to play more, but I'm not now. Thank you, Lillard. God bless you. Thank you so very much. Been watching since the backyard days. Guys, I really do appreciate your help and your financial and your just your emotional support of the show and your prayers. But did you hear what he said? He said it's not about masks on the plane or whether they do or don't work at this point. It's about who ga- who regains the control and the power to make these public health decisions when they need to be made. He said that. He said the exact thing that I told you they did this for yesterday. Because when I was looking at this Biden administration asking a federal... Um, appeals a court to overturn that lower Florida court ruling, I said to myself, I go, why? I mean, let's, I wanted to be not biased for a minute. I literally looked into it and there was no data. There was no CDC data. There was no White House data. There was no uh, NIH data. There was no data at all that supported wanting to go back to mask mandates. So I said, okay, if there's no data, and there's no spike in hospitalizations, there's no spike in positive COVID cases, there's no spike in symptomatic people, then what in the HE double hockey sticks would they be doing this for? The only thing that came to my mind was power and control. It was the only logical step that they, or the reason that they did this for, and then, to, and then yesterday, 
moron actually um, lets the cat out of the bag on Neil Cavuto's loser show and uh, said that they're doing it for power and control. Who, who actually has the right to have that kind of control? And he said that's why they did it, to make a statement right out of his own mouth. I didn't say that. Tony gained a function, Fauci did. It's all about power and control. At the, at the same time, they're telling you, you shouldn't have a gun, you moron. What's your problem? Why do you want a gun? What, are you trying to kill somebody? No, we're just trying to protect ourselves from people like you, Fauci and Biden, and the rest of the illegitimate regime that is currently running this country. Anyway, folks, one more here. This is some good, good news. We've got some good news here. Uh, usually when there's massive tragedies or pandemics in this country, you always want to know what's going on behind closed doors. Why is my focus on this pandemic? Why are they putting my focus on all of these tragedies? Why are all these tragedies happening day after day after day? And usually it's to get your focus off of what they're really doing. We all know that. That's not a conspiracy theory. That's not tinfoil hat crap. That's reality. If they've got you looking over here, that means they're doing something over here, right? So why not to play at that game? Oh, when we start playing their games, they don't like it. But in the shadows of the recent school shooting and in the shadows of all of these public shootings, the Ohio Senate has passed legislation to make it easier to arm teachers to save children. Ohio teachers would need less than a day of training before carrying a gun to school rather than currently required month if the House accepts the changes. Ohio teachers would need less than a day of training before carrying a gun to school. Um, if the Senate passes this, then that's all it will need. Uh, or the House, if the House passes it. House Bill 99, which passed the House nearly six months ago, would eliminate the need for teachers to pass the state's peace officers training course, which is a month long, okay, and includes more than 700 hours of instructions. Instead, they would only need to complete 24 initial hours of training along with, a four, uh, with four reoccurring hours of training established by the Attorney General. Stu- school districts could require more training if they thought it was necessary. Staff members also would be required to meet certain range requirements and school boards must notify the public if it elects uh, to allow staff to be armed every single day at school. The bill, which added more required training than the House bill and includes $6 million for school safety, passed on party lines, votes by Republicans in both the House and the Senate. This bill is completely uh, permissive and allows school board members to either approve or disapprove of carrying weapons in the schoolhouse, thus providing another tool in the toolbox, said Senator Frank Hoagland, Republican, from Mingo Junction. To me, safety is paramount. Everything else is a plan of consideration. Our mission is to save lives, period. Ohio is taking ownership and the burden of assuring a safe education as a priority. This is good news, and this is massive and big news. Because if we can actually arm teachers in Ohio, and then we actually do it for a period of time, and we get some analytics, some safety analytics, on maybe something that was thwarted or things not even happening. And then we take those analytics, much like we did with Florida and the way they did COVID, and we say, here is the template, folks. Here is the bar that you need to raise yourselves to in order to get the same kind of safety for your students as we did. So I want to give a big shout out 
to the Ohio legislature. The, the Republicans there don't seem to be farting around, and we've got to call it out and give credit where credit is due. So, Ohio, you get... Marty Award of the Day goes to the Ohio legislation. I mean, what a great, great thing that they're doing there. And we need more states to do that. More red states with red, uh, with red legislation needs to start doing that, folks, because we need to show the world that more guns and teachers armed produce less school shootings. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You just have to be a good shot. Anyway, folks, I do want to give some love right now to Rise TV. They are currently helping fund Live from America while donorship is low. And by the way, I would keep these guys as a partner and a sponsor forever. If you have not signed up for Rise TV yet, you're going to want to do that, folks. You're going to want to do that immediately. I want to read to you a little bit about Rise TV that they, they wanted me to, to, uh, to make sure you guys were aware of says, you're probably the kind of person who knows there's more to the world than what mainstream media is telling you. You know that the truth does exist. And you know there has to be hope. And that's why I want to introduce to you Rise.TV, which is a home for seekers who want the truth with a smile. Rise TV has an amazing community and a massive library of original uncensored content on all the topics you need to understand about our crazy world today. So go to Rise.TV today to check it out and support our mission to awaken, uplift, and unite America one show at a time. And if you go through some of these shows, folks, it's pretty incredible. And I have a feeling that LFA-TV will soon be on Rise.TV. So go to Rise.TV, sign up. I think it's only $9.99 a month, and they got live shows on there. They've got news shows. They've got documentaries. They've got all the stuff about the NWO and the Great Reset. It's all on there. Check them out. Get away from the woke corporations and the woke, uh, uh, woke capital companies and come over to the parallel universe, the economy, the streaming, the news, the music, all of it to the new Christian conservative in America. Folks, we are changing the world. One show, one streaming service, and one network at a time. Also, do not forget tomorrow, folks, Armor of God. By Dave Bray, USA, and myself will be available, the song and the video, and you'll be able to watch the video debut on Real America's Voice News at 1 p.m. with Steve Gruber. Outside of that, folks, you guys have been amazing. I cannot wait to see what the future holds. There's a lot of great people getting ready to join this, uh, this dream of mine and create a network for you guys to where you can watch all day and you can just get rid of all the other crap. And just stay right locked and loaded with Live from America and LFA TV because it's going to be real, real, real. And we're not used to that in this country anymore. Real. Three reels. Three R's. Anyway, folks, there's right ways and there's wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Remember, 20% off everything on the store through the 18th. I will see you at 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and spread that gospel. God bless you guys. I'm out. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'm going to never stop screaming that we first in America.